Matt, we use Anchor.fm for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it's free. Anchor will not only let you record and edit, you can also distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more through Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is handy for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. It's Bill Simmons Podcast podcast time, Matt. I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. We kind of gave away the uh, intro there when I said your name first. Yeah, you're right. Are you okay with that? I, I don't care. This week, a very disappointing Bill Simmons podcast output. Only two episodes. Was it disappointing? I was disappointed. Okay. Well, I guess from a, from a content aggregation standpoint. Uh, please don't bring up aggregation for <laughs> sake. The first was late on May 28th. That was Bill and Russillo. And the second included House. Mallory Rubin, who I didn't find to be that annoying. No, you're right. And uh, Shoemaker to talk about wrestling. The first two hours, nine minutes and 21 seconds, too long. The second two hours and 46 seconds, too long. Let's do it. On the first podcast of the week, before Bill and Ryan even start talking about anything, Bill is down to clown just in the intro. First, in the intro, which of course he can re-record, he gets Daniel Jacobs' name wrong. Canelo, Triple G, Daniel, Daniel Jacobs. It was it was like Janiel. Yeah, he does that a lot, actually. Janiel, I think. I think the D and the J sound when formed in the mouth are similar. He backs that up less than a minute later by returning to my personal favorite, Bill Simmons podcast sponsor. You know what it is, Matt? Simply Safe. You're right. Simply Safe <laughs> is my favorite. But for the purposes of making fun of him, it's, of course, Heinz Mayo. We're brought to you by Heinz Mayonnaise. Oh, yes. The seductive ad. Anytime you can hear a grown man <laughs> sincerely use the word creamy, it's worth the price of admission. You may forget what happened three seasons ago on that show everybody's talking about. You'll never forget a delicious BLT made with unforgettably creamy Heinz mayonnaise. Slather it onto a mouthwater turkey club. Mix it into a luscious garlic aioli. Layer it onto a thick cheddar cheeseburger. Hours later. Because of the unforgettable creaminess. You'll be telling everyone within earshot just how good it was. Try something new. Try unforgettably creamy Heinz mayonnaise and the new Heinz mashups, mayo chip, mayo cue, mayo must, and crunch. This f***ing ad, man. <laughs> luscious. Luscious. Creamy. Creamy Heinz mayonnaise. A thick cheeseburger. Thick cheddar cheeseburger. It's almost like they sat back and they said, how can we write this ad? So it sounds like we're talking about sex. Here's my favorite part. He wants you to buy the mayonnaise because the cheeseburger is thick. <laughs> also, why is the... I would definitely be into buying a, a condiment or a salad dressing that touted itself as the thickest of its kind. Like our mayonnaise has the highest level of viscosity. Remember when the old uh, motor oil ads used to tout their viscosity? If, if Heinz mayonnaise was touting its viscosity, I really do think in my mind, and I'm sure in our listeners' minds, it would have the credibility of one simply safe in terms of a sponsor for the Bill Simmons podcast. podcast. Also, what are you what are you more likely to remember? I mean, he, Bill is basically saying here that you are more likely to remember a delicious sandwich, possibly the most delicious one you've ever had, yeah. than the season finale of Game of Thrones. I just don't think that's true. Matt, you have a lot to learn about sandwiches. <laughs> I like sandwiches. You look at... <laughs> 
at one minute and 32 seconds. Pearl Jam. Kind of early. I liked it. Yeah. Once the pod starts, Ryan and Bill discuss trades. And Bill has this thoughtful position to take on trades. But there, I mean, there's been a lot of great trades. Turns out there have been a lot of great <laughs> trades, Matt. Who knew? Yeah. I didn't know anything about them. I thought that all throughout history, all trades were bad. If you can take a position that's just this general, you really don't stand a chance of being contradicted. <laughs> At 1829, Bill, with his filthy gutter mind, figures out a way to stick profanity into the time-honored and family-valued word, situation. This is the same situation the Cavs were in. Offensive. I wonder if I should bleep that <laughs> for humor. What a situation we're in. About a minute later, Bill forgets the fact that it's been more than half a year since he's put pen to paper and talks before correcting himself about the readers. I got a great email from a reader and from a listener in Iceland. Oops. <laughs> since we're on the subject of Bill writing, which is a thing that happens infrequently. Possibly as an analyst, as per last week, <laughs> when he takes off his analyst hat. There was a moment where he said, he was talking about when he wrote his book, he did a bunch of research. I think he was talking about some injury some guy had had. And Rosillo says, oh, well, who did you talk to about that? To which Bill says, well, I know I just read about it in other books. So when Bill was doing research for his book, that consisted of reading other people's books. Does that just make Bill a content aggregator? Oh, wow, Matt. Yeah. Aggregator alert. I, mean, I love that. I don't think it sounds like. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I'm also going to jump ahead to 4406. <laughs> I think we need to use the ratchet and clank alarm sound effect <laughs> from PS2 to alert people. That we have just busted Bill for himself being an aggregator. God, we need a sound effect for that. I'm I'll still one down. Aggregator yeah. alert. Nice job, Matt. Yeah. That was terrific. At 2346, there's an odd portion where Bill talks about a statistical analysis of the times Kawhi has successfully defended LeBron. And no one corrects him. I couldn't tell if Bill meant back in the day when LeBron would actually play against Kawhi in the playoffs. Or if he was talking about Giannis, who Kawhi guarded... A series ago. The metrics of the possessions when Kawhi guards LeBron with their offensive rating was. And stuff. It was like, he was just getting demolished. But I think Kawhi, as that series went on, was was a little compromised and couldn't guard him all the time like that. What the f***? That almost sounded like Bill didn't know what he was talking about, so he just kept talking. It sounded like he was talking about LeBron, but then, based off context, seemed to appear that he was talking about Giannis. I think the deal is, he was talking about Giannis and accidentally said LeBron. And neither he nor his highly paid but competent producer, Kyle, <laughs> nor his co-host, paid in mayonnaise. <laughs> Rusillo, picked up on. Actually, I would like to, I would like to ask you about this, Matt, because this is something I was thinking about since we're a pod short this week anyway. What do you think the arrangement is for paying people that appear on the podcast? There's definitely people who appear on the podcast for free because they're there to promote something. Those are just pure guests. Yes. There's definitely people that appear on the podcast and they're Ringer employees so they're, we would guess, being paid to be Ringer employees. And, and this is sort of just like part salary. of salary. Right. On the other hand, you have the sort of tweeners. I don't think House is funding his entire lifestyle. That yeah. sounds weird. <laughs> just from Ringer money. And Rusillo is clearly an ESPN employee in addition to working for the Ringer. But do you think they're getting paid? Yeah, I think that they are probably some sort of like, almost like a part-time employee or a contractor type relationship where they don't get any benefits. They're not full-time employees. Bill gives them... X amount of money a month, and they agree to you know appear on somewhere between four and seven podcasts a month or something like that. And it's just like a set amount. It's got to be what it is. It wouldn't surprise me if maybe House, Bill's friend, 
is pulling some sort of salary because he also has his own podcast. So right. it's possible that he's pulling some salary, and maybe Rosillo is too. It's just like you're going to pull some salary from this. From this, it's also going to make you, you know, get you out there a little more than you already are, and it works for everybody. But I don't think they're like ringer employees, like uh, Jason Concepcion or or Kevin O'Connor or something like that. What do you think X is? It's yeah. all for X. They get X amount of dollars. Oh, I gotta imagine that like. Ryan Rosillo probably does all right, right? Like, he's an on-air ESPN yeah, personality. Yeah, for sure. So I got to imagine that, oh, man, I don't even know. I mean, this is like a frame of reference. I don't even have a frame of reference. I got to imagine that Rosillo probably... At least s- mid-sixes, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Matt, you consider yourself to be a fan of the Philadelphia professional sports teams. I do. At approximately 31 minutes and 32 seconds during a discussion of the Sixers' banishment by the Toronto Raptors. Bill had this to say. I'm just not sure Toronto should have won. And if I was a Sixers fan watching this series, I would have been losing my mind. Got to respond, Matt? <sighs> yeah. He definitely has an anti-Philadelphia bias. And especially, <laughs> with the, and especially with the Sixers, which I think is because he's a Boston fan. They're sort of an old rivalry. He hasn't really been one lately, but go back to like Larry Bird, Dr. J. I mean, there, there's a rivalry there. I don't mind them getting Tobias Harris. I think they gave up too much to get him. But they f***ing lost on a miracle shot. I wish they would have won the series. I'm not kicking myself. Like, God, we really should be in the finals right now. We had a chance to be in the finals. I think they're really good. But it didn't work out. I'm not going to give Bill the satisfaction. It sounds Matt. like I am, though. From host Matt <laughs> Sour Grapes at 4438, during the discussion of the specific nugget that Bill received, which is his way of saying, I've known all along that Giannis has been irritated that on his last contract extension, he wasn't given a max offer. He was only given a, a big extension. For whatever reason, Bill, during this discussion, lapses into Yiddish. Guy, how how high can we go? How high can we go? Yes. This was some typical Bill bullshit, where apparently Bill claims to have known for some time that Giannis was pissed that they like boned him on this contract extension, basically didn't give him a max, and that he'll remember that when he inevitably wants to leave Milwaukee. Why Bill has chosen right now to, to come out with this information is like, there's, not, there's nothing in the news. It's just like, Priscilla said something that made, it th- made him think of this. Here's what I think is really going on here, Chris. Bill thinks Giannis might leave because frankly, he plays in Milwaukee. It's not like a very desirable situation. So he says, I'm going to throw this nugget out here right now. And then in three years or two years or whenever, when Giannis leaves, Bill will call back to when he said this, even though it's mostly nonsense. And if he doesn't, nobody will remember he said it. At 5209, a nice deep breath, followed by Asian Bills, also. But it was kind of hard to put him on the Also, when you're, when you're... At 5633, more discussion about the Philadelphia 76ers and their plan if they are unable to sign Jimmy Butler. What it ends up doing is forcing Ben Simmons to carry the load. Now you're putting a huge thing on Ben Simmons' plate. A huge <laughs> thing on his plate. <laughs> He's like... I'm going to get like 60% of this cliche on the table. <laughs> At 57.21, what might be two swallows, what might be a combination of swallowing and burping and or yawning. But I'm saying you pick swap, you get that ninth pick back, and now I have another trade to make with that pick. If I'm really trying to build a contender around LeBron this year. Dude, you can still pause. <laughs> like we've paused several times during our own Bill Simmons podcast podcast. It's allowed. You don't have to leave this in there. Just say it another time and then edit that out. And we know, and we'll get to this, you do edit these podcasts. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Don't be embarrassed. I would much rather you get this right 
than get it right the first time and have to listen to your f***ing digestion. <laughs> At 106.49, Bill calls back to his Dr. Bill diagnosis. There's no such thing as a strained calf. Or lack of diagnosis when he claimed last week there yeah. was no such thing as a calf strain. This is what he says he said. And I definitely think he had a calf tear and they're calling it a strain, but it's a tear. We talked about this last time. Did we talk about it last time? I, I thought didn't. we talked about the fact that he believed all calf strains are fake and must all be calf tears. He's that is what shit. he said. And then he also said that a bunch of readers emailed him and said, no, you're right, Bill. There is no such thing as a calf strain. Right. And by and the way, I had some people texting, email. yeah. emailing that you were dead on. That's exactly what it is. It. It's a tear. I nailed it. You deserve it. a lot of credit. Killed it. Despite our research, Chris, and our robot voices. In fact, I believe that was from the National Institutes of Health, which is somewhat I believe, respected. I believe the robot voice said that. National Institutes of Health. This is not what Bill said. Matt, please do not wade into the layperson's <laughs> diagnosis swamp that Bill is so desperately trying to lure you into. The best outcome for that is you end up dirty, too. On the other hand, Dr. Bill wants to continue... He's got a way he thinks he can fix Durant's calf injury and is surprised that the doctors in the NBA <laughs> haven't chosen to go this route. I can't believe we don't have like a combination of, you know, elect electrolysis and... Electrolysis. <laughs> By the way, I, I did some brief Wikipedia research. You to remove hair, right? Well, in chemistry and manufacturing, <laughs> which is not what's at, at issue here, electrolysis is a technique that uses a direct electrical current to drive an otherwise non-spontaneous chemical reaction. That's definitely not what Bill's talking about. <laughs> if you go to the other link on Wikipedia to electrology, you'll learn that electrology is the practice of electrical hair removal <laughs> to permanently remove human hair from the body. Electrolysis is the actual process of removing hair using electricity. Whether you're looking to revitalize the growth of your hair or learn more about the latest proven methods for hair replacement and restoration, it's great. The solution to Kevin Durant's calf issue is removing the hair from his body. First, he pump fakes on electrolysis. He says elect, then goes back to electrolysis. So you know this is exactly what he means. At 121.16, Bill wants to talk about things that were popular in 1999 in promoting his luminary show, Rewatchables 1999. I wrote this one down. However, he gets it wrong. <laughs> What is the most 1999 thing about this movie? Let's just say American Online. It's not American Online. It's America Online. Here's what I wrote, Chris. Bill says that American Online is prominently featured in Austin Powers. Apparently, it is not featured prominently enough for Bill to say it correctly. Here's another thing, Matt, that Bill cannot say correctly. At 124.07, Yiddish Bill resurfaces <laughs> with this. Just went absolutely haywire crazy. Haywire. At 125.06. There's a discussion about various paths to NBA final narratives. It's Bill who comes up with the idea that these are paths, which is why it's so disappointing that he says this. That's probably our most realistic path. Second most realistic pack. What pack? <laughs> Dude, seriously, all you have to do is say it again and you won't sound like an idiot. Pack. The problem is you're so afraid that you're going to sound like an idiot that you guarantee you sound like an idiot. <laughs> that one he didn't even correct himself and just not re-record. He just left it. Yeah, just go ahead. <laughs> At least on the ones where he tries to get it right later, we'll make fun of him. But we're like, yeah, that's the way humans speak. <laughs> Not only child Rich Bill who just like, nope, just leaving it in. Pack, 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 pack. At 126.31, this digestive medley. Between 23 and 30 pounds during the season somehow. is actually in shape and this becomes the Draymond Alpha Dogs KD series. It's like he yawned and the yawn caused him to burp and then he lost his voice. 
I just don't understand it. I mean, all you have to do is just take a break. Maybe have a drink of water. Russillo certainly has no problem filling the silence. Let him do it. We know that NBA players have a lot of strange uh, rituals and uh, a lot of good luck charms uh, and a lot of superstitions, I guess. I don't think any of them take success potions. No kidding. Success potion with that over the years. (laughs) I think this is a weird mixed metaphor. I'm not sure what it is, but I do like the fact that he decided to just go with it. All right, this is the thing I left in there just because I thought it was great. Trying to disrupt his ball handling. (laughs) Matt, I can say this confidently as a man. When someone tries to disrupt my ball handling, it really does unnerve me because I want to handle my balls the way I handle my balls. And I don't want anybody else disrupting it. You understand? Ball handling? Yeah, I understand. At 137.23, this is what I'm talking about when I say Bill definitely at it. For some reason, there's a weird swallow and what sounds like a word ending in S has been removed. So listen for yourself. Just like, it's really hard to do that for... That seems like an edit. It does seem like an edit. Yeah. I mean, it might be another instance of Bill swallowing and managed uh-huh. to swallow its or that, saying just like it's another way or just like that's another way. But it sounds like there was something removed. And it's not the only time last week when I heard something like that, which we'll get to in a couple minutes. At 144.33, during a paid ad, which is inserted into the show, meaning it was recorded at another time and could have been re-recorded, Bill insults the fine people at ZipRecruiter by leaving this in. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter. Just get it right. <laughs> Just get it right. At 150.37, Bill talks about the ESPN Lakers story. And he talks about how he thinks it's been sanitized, meaning not all of the worst facts are in there. And this is the way he chooses to describe that sanitization. Had no idea what it would be in it. I'm sure it's been litigated down. It's been litigated down? Litigation is described by Miriam Webster <laughs> this way, to carry on a legal contest by judicial process or to decide and settle in a court of law or litigate a claim. Archaic dispute, none of those applies. Nope. He is trying to say that it's been, I guess, sanitized or maybe he means mitigated. I don't think mitigated applies, although maybe. it does rhyme with litigate and fits slightly better. This might be giving him too much credit, but maybe he was saying, trying to say that the lawyers told them to take certain stuff out to avoid litigation. I mean, I'm giving Bill a lot of credit here. Cousin Kyle, again, declared to be actually competent by Bill. Shit is crazy. No, you're actually competent. <laughs> Something we know is false. Now, he does qualify saying you're actually competent. The implication when people use actually, of course, is that it's surprising. <laughs> no, no, this is true. He actually is competent. At 156.32, Bill believes that Jeannie Buss, the Lakers owner, leaned on the Rambuses as a, quote, conduit. Kind of leaning on the Rambuses as her conduit. A conduit is a natural or artificial channel through which something, such as a fluid, is conveyed, or a pipe, tube, or tile for protecting electric wires or cables, or a means of transmitting or distributing. You think what Bill means here is that Jeannie Buss used Kurt Rambis <laughs> and his wife as a means of relaying information? I think he's saying that they uh, that he, she just relied on them. He did a bad job of saying that. Kind of leaning on the rambuses as her conduit. Maybe, conduit to what? Maybe he means surrogate. <laughs> At 159.34, snort laugh. <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> just lean away from the mic, dude. <laughs> Simply say, we respect you. And if we ever swallow during our intro to you, we will re-record it out of respect. Big stuff coming up in the heavyweight division. Thanks to Simply Safe. But first... You got to give us a chance. Matt, it's a new segment 
on the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Before we get to the second podcast of the week, the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast, Hollywood Second. Matt, have you been watching Chernobyl on HBO? I have. Do you have any thoughts about the Chernobyl accents? Yeah, the lack thereof. I have thoughts, Chris. Before you do, we'd like to chime in with a special guest joining us by telephone. Dave, host and star of Ramping with Dave. Dave, are you there? Hey, guys. Welcome to the pod, Dave. What do you think of the accents on Chernobyl? I think that it's it's the best that they can do, given the circumstances. The only alternative no way. I see are have people, native Russian speakers or Ukrainian speakers, probably Russian, uh, and then just have them speak in their native language and just have English subtitles. That's hard to follow. The other option would be, yes, to there you have a bunch of Soviet officials and scientists speaking just like how you and I speak, and that's just not realistic. So what we're left with is something we can understand without subtitles. How is this any more realistic? From what you and I speak, that it's believable that this is not taking place in the United States. <laughs> Why do the Russian actors have to speak? Why can't they speak English but just in with Russian accents because they're Russian? Why couldn't they just hire Russian actors who would speak English but would have a Russian accent? That would be believable. Because the Russian accent is... I'm not going to sign on to that opinion, and neither will this podcast. This has been Hollywood Second. For the record, Dave, star of the podcast Ramping with Dave, is the winner. In the second part of the week, Bill starts out at 10 seconds by failing to properly article <laughs> one of his sponsors. Guess what you can do on the zone? I'm not even sure that wasn't a word, let alone the correct article. The best case scenario is Bill saying, guess what you can do on a zone." <laughs> But I think he might say the DAZN. Guess what you can do on the DAZN? Watch boxing. I love the long pause. <laughs> Isn't that great? Watch boxing. Dude, just get it right. You're being paid. Re-record it. Aren't they like the uh, the flagship sponsor right now? Or, I think they like are. Watch you by DAZN. Then during the same intro, this throat noise. He holds three of the major heavyweight titles. Oh, I'll say a click. One of my favorite parts of the week, aside from the ball handling, was Bill's understanding, or lack thereof, of tectonics. We had a seismic moment. This is the first time we hear him pronounce this word wrong. Seismic. Is that when the Earth has a seizure? <laughs> it's almost as if someone wrote that word down for him, and he just looked at it and said, looks like seize. Well, here's how the Cambridge Dictionary would have us pronounce it. <laughs> seismic. But you wonder, if it's the Cambridge Dictionary, maybe Bill is just giving it the English pronunciation, not the American. Seismic. No. Nope. 244, Pearl Jam. That's about right. Maybe a little too late in the intro, but it's about right. At 632, I'll swallow. They were getting more calls than the Warriors, it felt like, but I thought the Warriors made a tactical mistake. At 1254, Bill decides to double down on his inability to pronounce words that start with S, with this. Against a team that, as we come to find out, in the, in the subsequent weeks. Seriously, it's subsequent. Has subsequent. He, does, he, does he think it's pronounced subsequently? <laughs> I think he does. I think I've heard him say it. Isn't it's subsequent and subsequently. Seismic. I mean, it's hard to go 50 years without hearing that word, but maybe. Subsequent seems like a word Bill has to have heard someone say before. Subsequent. Well, if he hasn't heard it, he can always go to Merriam-Webster, <laughs> and they will teach him how to say it. Subsequent. He can also go to the Cambridge University website and learn how to say subsequent in both American subsequent and UK subsequent sounds startlingly similar but different from subsequent which is not a word no not a <laughs> word at 20 minutes and 29 seconds bill can't resist adding an extra l 
to Fred Van Vliet's last name. Swedish Larry played perfect defense on Van Vliet. Honestly, I think he may have said Bland Vliet, but I'm not 100% sure. But I am 100% sure that he said, at very least, Vlan Vliet. He does that all the time. Then he gets it right. And Van Vliet did that double pump. Which at least lets you know he knows how to say it. He just is content with saying it wrong. At 23 minutes and 42 seconds, more ball talk. The Raptors got their hands on those balls over and over and over again. Yes. That sounds That's a like, really good one. That sounds like a <laughs> delightful Saturday night. The Raptors got their hands on those balls over and over and over again. At 23 minutes and 47 seconds, Bill gets the year wrong and House corrects him. Are you ready for the possibility of we talk about the 2009 Kawhi run like we talk about 2011 Dirk? And some of the, some of the other ones? Kawhi run? The 2019 Kawhi run. Bill gets it wrong. It says 2009 and then House corrects him, which is at odds with your theory from last week, Matt that Bill does not allow people to correct him. Now, this might be a minor point where he wants it to be factually correct. That's what I was thinking. This made no sense unless you... Like, Bill doesn't like to be corrected or um, have refuted. his grammar challenged or refuted, but, this, I mean, this this sentence made no sense if, he, if House didn't correct him. It's kind of like how he randomly talks about Kawhi's success against LeBron <laughs> while talking about a, a series against Giannis. Yeah. Ryan should have stopped him. Or, you know... Some guy whose job it is to listen while the podcast goes on and make sure nothing gets f***ed up and then potentially edit out the f***ed up things later. And maybe also have a quick cheeky drag off your jewel. <laughs> you know what? I was kind of surprised that Bill was the first person in national media that I've heard talk about the fact that there's a team in the NBA Finals from the U.S. playing against a team in the NBA Finals uh, playing out of Canada, the Toronto Raptors. First of all, it doesn't make any sense. The, the reason that the patriotism uh, abounds when the Olympics take place are because the players on the teams are from those countries. I don't think the Raptors have any Canadian players. This is just a team that represents the city of Toronto. It's not a bunch of Canadians playing a bunch of Americans. Also, I think what happened here was Bill thought he had come up with a really great bit, and he really liked it, and House thought it was stupid. And he, Bill was hammering at it. I mean, it was he was trying to make the point, Joe House, I'd pay you to be on my podcast. You're going to laugh. I think that's a dumb point. Yeah, it was like either House take the joke and run with it or take it as not a joke and take it as serious and argue with me. Yeah. And Bill strikes on both. <laughs> and House, I think House specifically said it was bad. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think that's a dumb point. Kudos to House. At 31 minutes and three seconds, Simmons jokes about the need for a disclaimer in his podcast. You, you just warned everybody. You say, you know, like this offensive things are going to be said. Yeah, it might be like the disclaimer in Jackass before that whole thing about don't try the stunts. I feel like I might have heard a similar disclaimer on a podcast before. The BS Report is a free-flowing conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects. That was a good callback, Chris. They do it on the Binge Mode podcast. Game of Thrones occasionally touches on adult content. So we're not, you know, if you don't want to hear that, you should listen to a different podcast. They do it like in front of everyone. I don't know what the point is then for him to be <laughs> making fun of it. At 33.15, after several jokes that House makes about Louis C.K., there's another clear edit. He could go between Louis C.K. and Cho. <laughs> he could moderate it. House, do am I going to lose more money on Tommy Fleetwood and John Rahm? First of all, Matt, am I missing something? Louis C.K., for a while, considered the best working stand-up comedian in America. Then gets in trouble. It started to come around a little bit. You hear his name every now and then. Okay. We don't like it when guys do that. It's creepy and gross. But House just keeps sort of bringing up Louis C.K. 
and Bill cannot contain himself. He is absolutely busting a gut, and I don't know why. Do you know why? <laughs> no. It wasn't that funny. House is a funny guy, but so it goes from heavy laughter to laughing while saying he could moderate it to non-laughing comment. It's an edit. You could definitely hear edits. We tighten this up. We take out some of the stupid things we say and leave in the least stupid things. If the ability is there to edit, use it. You're still allowed to use it. Edit the ads. Make them sound less stupid. Take out the weird burps and swallows and yawns. Go back in and re-record when you don't understand how to pronounce the word seismic or subsequent. Do you think that they said something really offensive? That's why they edited it. I think they said something that was something that they could be litigated for. Yeah. At 3525, Bill is promoting the 1999 Rewatchables podcast series, which appears on Luminary. The promotion is for the spy who shagged me. We did Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Austin Powers, the spy that shagged me. (laughs) All you have to do is say it right the same way you said it the first time. How are you promoting a podcast about a movie and getting the title wrong? He just said it. He just said it. He just needs to start writing these things down. It's like he didn't know which one it was, so he just said both. Split the difference. <laughs> we'll just have Kyle edit the right one in, but then didn't. Now, at 5032, Mallory Rubin is on. I thought she was fine. A little weird that it seems like she cries about a lot of things. Yeah. May have some bizarre repression issues. Not sure. Maybe something to deal with. I'm not a, a doctor, but uh, she's obviously crazy. At 50 <laughs> minutes and 32 seconds, she, like the podfather, Makes this noise. You know, like Juliet Lippman, our cherished colleagues. Oh. But <laughs> that sounded it. more like, so when Bill swallows, it's like a, my mouth is dry or it's a uh, like a habit. That kind of seemed like she was actually eating something. You know, I'm one of those guys that I never changed my underwear. You, you know Fruit of the Loom has got to be stoked <laughs> when the intro to their promotion begins with, I'm one of those guys who never changed their underwear. It's also a weird comparison because on one hand he says, I wear the same 10 to 12 things over and over again. That's actually kind of a lot. Like, I probably have six t-shirts in my t-shirt rotation. Despite wearing, you know, 10 to 12 different outfits, he never changes his underwear. I think what he means is... I get what he means. (laughs) Don't interrupt me, Matt. (laughs) All right, we understand. (laughs) At 1.13.14, during the conversation with Shoemaker about wrestling, Bill once again reverts to his geography expertise. And I I really feel like something seismic has happened. He said it again. The first time he said it, I thought perhaps it was a stupid Bill Simmons said the word wrong and didn't correct himself. No, Bill really thinks that's how you say seismic. Seismic. Yes. And not only that, but apparently Kyle does because Kyle in the intro does not correct him. Just too afraid. And then during this, Kyle does not correct him and Shoemaker does not correct him. I really do wish they had recorded these on video because I would just love to see the (laughs) expression, the grimace of disdain (laughs) for the people who hear him say subsequent and seismic. At 159.40, two swallows. Get an additional 10% off their current promotion of 20% off the Cool Zone Fly Boxer Briefs. That is fruit.com promo code. Matt, I look forward to talking to you in subsequent weeks about the seismic shifts in the sporting world. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt.